What's up, 99 Nation? This is Pod Life number three. JQ McCourt from the Left Behind Game Club. Just a quick housekeeping note before we get into the show. The Billy Shears Podcast Studio is 100% under construction right now. As And as I sit in this very cold, empty room, I just look around and know that the new studio is going to be awesome. We're going to create some great content coming out of that. And who knows, maybe even a tour of the new place. All right. Thank you for tuning in and checking this out. This is Pod Life, a series about a podcaster talking to podcasters about podcasting. Thank you as always. This is the Not After 30 Podcast. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 Podcast? This is episode three of Pod Life. On the line with me right now, someone I met at the Canadian Podcasting Awards. We gelled instantly. Apparently, I picked up his bar tab. I do not remember doing that. <laughs> on, on the line, Jacob McCourt. Say what's up, baby. What's up, baby? Nice. Yes, yes. Adam Cole in the house. I love it. So um, your name's been dropped a couple times on the podcast, and I'm, I'm following you closely because I really enjoy a your social media game and the podcast. And as a as a I'm gonna say aged gamer who is not in the loop of games today, I do very much import, uh, enjoy your podcast. That podcast being the Left Behind Game Club. Please tell the Nana Nation a little bit about your podcast. Sure. So we started the Left Behind Game Club two years ago. I can't believe it's been. We just celebrated our second anniversary about a month ago. And essentially what we're trying to do is we're creating a book club for video games. So a lot of the time, if you're someone like myself, someone who's 30 years old, who's in school, who has a job and has a bunch of other obligations, you don't play the the hottest new title, but you want to play the classics, right? And right. half of the fun of video games is being able to talk about it with your friends. So the thought is, let's play the classics, the big classics, the games you might have missed, and just talk about it in roundtable form uh, so that if you did miss a great game, you can listen to an hour-long podcast about it and kind of enjoy it like you're hanging out with your friends talking about it. Totally. And that, that you nail the vibe. That's exactly the vibe, too. Yeah, it's, right it's, it's something that like we, we've wanted to do for a very long time. Like me and the two guys that started at Mike and Mo, like we would talk about games all the time together. So naturally we're just like, let's just, let's do this. <laughs> let's see what happens. Dude. All right. So usually we have a couple, couple bevies when we're having this podcast. So in me, in front of me right now, not in me, but in front of me right now, <laughs> I have a special delivery sent by you, and I've been waiting to open this beer. This is a Frank's Brewing Co. Bombshell Blonde Ale, and I am excited. Now, I'm a classy broad, so this isn't going can-to-mouth. This is going can-to-glass, two-mouth, but I'm very excited. You told me you've got something in front of you. What do you have? Yeah, so um, since I met you uh, many months ago, I have since found out that I am celiac. So no more beer for me. It's incredibly sad. Uh, So in front of me, I have a Stella Artois cider. And uh, let me tell you, it's pretty good. Right on. Um, You do know you could probably drink Budweiser because it's a rice beer. And and that's what I hear. That's the that's the rumor on the street. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I should. Like it's it's okay. It's made from corn. I think is the thing. And I'm just, I don't know. I just don't want to do it to myself. 
All right. Hey, that's fair. Take it from someone who has diverticulitis. Oh. It's no, yeah. It's no fun. Not the same stuff that Brock Lesnar had. It's a different type, but same inflammation due to certain foods. But <laughs> I hear you, brother. I totally hear you. Um, this is a fantastic beer. Thank you so much for sending it to me. Now, my goal was to have John and Greta tilt this back with me and have it as well. But unfortunately, it's really hard to get those two together right now. They're both going through some 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 things that hopefully one day we'll be able to talk about on the podcast. Well, cheers. Cheers to you cheers, and cheers Brad, to cheers. them. Exactly. All right. Mm, mm-hmm. Good times, good times. Okay, so um, I guess let's start with... Who who are you nine to five behind the, without the mic? Who are you? And let the guy give me a little rundown of before we get into the pod life. Give me a little rundown of non pod life. Sure. So um, my career has been kind of based in sales and marketing. Uh, I could go on and on. It's it's kind of boring, but essentially, I uh, I worked in kind of for a large uh, multinational company for a long time took a left turn, uh, tried to get into broadcasting, which is kind of where the podcasting part of my life came from. Uh, and I'm still pursuing that, but kind of from a different angle. I'm doing my MBA right now at the University of Windsor. Uh, I'm almost done that. So kind of my goal after the MBA is to either help artists um, commercialize their art or kind of more specifically to work in uh, sales and marketing in either broadcasting or podcasting. Fantastic. I mean, I, I feel like really podcasting, that marketing and podcasting is so, like the surface is just being scratched right now. There's so many great opportunities. And if you're going to be in the forefront of that or close to the forefront of that, that's a perfect, perfect part for you. Yeah. Fingers crossed for me. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have a drink and good luck for that. Mm. Okay. So where, where did the, the, where did the love of podcasting or maybe the introduction to podcasting, where did that kind of start? Now, before you answer that, I remember your Instagram used to be your intro on your Instagram was way better. It was like a like a Bob Barker fan, closet wrestling fan, and like other things in there. Now it now it looks a little bit like a resume. I'm kind of disappointed to what what happened with the old Instagram. Well, so when you go to business school, uh, <sighs> like they kind of I don't want to say they like beat the the individual individuality out of you, but there's a certain like there are assignments and there are um, workshops tied to your social media presence, right? Okay. And I feel like as a as a human being, I tend to oscillate between like the the businessman and the person who like deep down is an artist and who just wants to create. So I would say like right now, if I'm oscillating back and forth, I'm kind of going back to the the business guy. But I would say that eventually I'll probably find a happy medium. Uh, as far as how much, uh, when I started to like podcasting, I discovered podcasting back like 10 years ago. I used to drive around on my parents, um, ride on lawnmower to cut the lawn and always <laughs> listen to this week in tech with Leo Laporte. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was my entry into podcasting that and, uh, the hotspot on gamespot.com. Like those are probably the two podcasts that I listened to the most when I was kind of growing up and my love of podcasting just kind of grew as the years went on. Right on. I, I have to say, I'm probably around the same type, time frame. And I remember This Week in Tech, I mean, it was always a ranked number one podcast, always. Well, I mean, at that point, and then like uh, Kevin Smith and 
and uh, Smodco was like up there too. And then Rogan. I remember listening to Rogan episode maybe six or seven. I think I see that on every one of these <laughs> Pod Life ones. It's like I'm, I'm showing my my Pod cred. I'm like, yeah, man. I was I was there when he was recording on the laptop, no studio, blah blah blah. But yeah, th- those early podcasters, they had they they must have known or just throwing luck into the wind. Like they they were they they had something. And this week in tech, I remember reading something at one point where he was generating about five thousand dollars in and add money per episode. And when I heard that, I was like, uh, excuse me? That, that, if that's real money, we need to try this podcasting right away. Yeah, and I think my friends and I tried to, like, capitalize on that. So, like, when I was 13, and this is probably before Twitch even, or Twit even happened, uh, we used to run around with a video camera in my neighborhood and, like, film each other doing sketches and talking about games. Uh, so, the going to make a gaming podcast in your thirties is like a very natural progression to me of like, Oh yeah, I was that kid in my teens running around talking about games in a really terrible way. Maybe we can make something that's really great in my thirties. Yeah, totally. I feel like were, were you part of the Jackass generation? Like where they grew up on Jackass and yep. the, like the original vlogging. And I mean, how, when you watch vloggers today, you're like, wow, this is basically just Jackass. Uh, slightly evolved yeah i always joke and uh, nothing against uh vloggers like I, I have a lot of respect for people that like hustle every day on youtube to make it happen um but you know in my friend group we sometimes joke about like the prototypical uh vlogger and it's very much like hey guys hope you like and subscribe hit the bell <laughs> to make sure that you yeah. get my latest video <laughs> um i respect the hustle but sometimes there's a little bit of that yeah you nailed it whenever whenever i have someone on TV or in a podcast begging me to subscribe, I'm already half out the door. Like, hey, if I'm here, I'm going to do it. If, if, if your product's good, you don't have to remind me, I, I'm going to do it. Yeah, one of my so, yeah. uh, one of my old college teachers, because uh, like I said, I went to Humber College for radio, and he always used to say, drop the puck. And I feel like that's something that I, that's one of the things I took with me as I left the program was with your content, what I appreciate is people that like don't make you go through seven to 11 minutes. And I know this is kind of a thing that I hear a lot in wrestling podcasts is they'll do 11 minutes of preamble plus ads where yes. I, the podcasts I love, if you're anywhere from a minute to two minutes of an intro, there are some that I even listen to that are like 15 seconds and they're in. I'm like, great. This is a quality podcast. Let's go. Yes, totally. I, I don't mind. I don't mind with maybe, I don't know, let's say, uh, let's say two minutes in the beginning. But some some of the guys I listen to, uh, I, I, I have to fast forward. And I'm fast forwarding close to 10 minutes. And that's a motherfucker. Like, I don't I don't want the intro. Like, I don't care if, if the intro has to be like 15 seconds or less. But if if I go intro into all these ads, I'm gonna lose my shit. Yeah, if I'm it's not good with that. if it's more than two minutes, I'm I'm kind of losing it. I, I you know I don't want to name names, but there's a very big wrestling podcaster that will on a regular interval do a 13 minute intro for like a 16 minute show, and then every six minutes he's doing a drop into like, hey, make sure you subscribe to my Patreon. I was like, dude, like, oh my please God. drop in ads. Please tell me where I can find Yo. you, where I can support you. But there's a limit for me. Yes. Okay. First of all. Who is this guy? Because we need to blow him up right away. Oh, Because I'm man. not even impressed. Uh, Just do it. Do it. Okay. Do it. It's Wade Keller. So Wade Keller's show. Oh, fuck Wade Keller. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and, Although the, that Moxley interview is awesome. Yeah. That's the exact interview I'm actually talking about. <laughs> you know, I, I did notice that. And I get it. Like, all these guys. Like, I think 
most of these guys have the training, right? So they know they have the, the radio train, so they know to hit the station and the 15 minute intervals uh, for commercial break and all that stuff. But come on, man, this is a wild west. We don't have to play by radio rules. You know, just say something, put a link, drop a link. People are going to do it. They, if your product's good, they're going to do it. You don't have to hit me with it all the time. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Oh, fuck Wade Keller. I know. Don't get me wrong. Don't fuck him, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay, cool. so cool, cool, cool. So I, I kind of lost where we were going with that, but it, we, you kind of touched on it. So what, 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 is your, like, what is your iTunes like? What kind of podcast are you interested in that kind of motivates you to podcast more? Yeah, so I, I actually use, because I'm a podcast snob, uh, I use Pocket Casts, and that's like my app of choice. I think some people will be like, no, man, Overcast is better. No, I just use like straight up vanilla Apple. But that's kind of where I have all my podcasts. And I would say okay. my podcasts are divided into like three categories. Typically, like I have the gaming podcast that I listen to. I have the um, kind of current events and new shows that I listen to. And then I listen to serials as well. So like shows that are like limited runs. Uh, And I think right now I have like over 100 podcasts in my in my pocket cast, either things I'm listening to with regularity or shows that I know someday I'm going to listen to. Right on. I, I hear you. I, I feel like, first of all, I've got, I, oh, sorry guys, sorry, I just blew up everybody's ears. Um, I, I, that, that's interesting. So are you an iPhone user? I am an iPhone user. Yeah. But what's cool oh. about Pocket Cast and not to go on and on about it, but like it actually saves your uh, episodes in the cloud. So let's say I'm listening to a, a podcast on my iPad. I can just pick it right up on a web browser right afterwards. Oh, right on. I follow. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right on. Yeah, I'm old, old school, just iTunes, and all, and may, maybe SoundCloud or Spotify, but not really. Like if 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 the podcast I'm listening to isn't on iTunes, yeah, you're that's a strike. That's not gonna help. Yeah, and, and not to go on about the business, but it's only gonna get uh, more difficult to do that as time goes on. Uh, I mean, with like luminaries striking brand deals, with Spotify doing exclusive podcasts, like it's going to be harder to have one place to listen to your podcasts. Uh, I just experienced, so I occasionally would listen to Richard, uh, Russell brands podcast and the, he just signed a deal with luminaries. So his pod is now largely off kind of a, the free ecosystem. So you need to pay into luminary to get it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? It, it's kind of the evolution of XM Radio, XM Sirius Radio. I mean, it's. I, I feel like it's going to evolve to that. There's going to be people looking to make that money there. I get that. I think that. I think still the best option is is um, Indiegogo or a Patreon account. But yeah, totally. Like if if they're going to try to squeeze a couple bucks out of you, they're going to do it with music. They're going to do it with podcasting and everything else that follows. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, my, my podcasts are kind of split. Lot, listen to a lot of gaming podcasts with, like, very regularly to kind of stay abreast with what's going on. Uh, but then I listen to some great, like, serials. So I'm listening to The Dream right now. Uh, the Dream is uh, from Little Everywhere and Stitcher, and it's essentially about multi-level marketing. So, like, a lot of cool, oh, cool. little serial, like, uh, limited series that I like to listen to. Are are you a listener all time? Like, do you listen at any chance you can, or do you? Are you only you're driving to work, or when you're cutting the lawn, or whatever? I'm what, uh, like, are, all the time. <laughs> any spare yeah. minute that I can, uh, I find I'm listening to podcasts in my ears. Even like the five minute walk from my car to class every morning, like I'm squeezing in podcast time. Uh, unless there's a new album that I'm listening to, or like I'm working out, like it's a podcast. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. I got. I don't want to be left alone with the thoughts in my head. So let me just distract myself with some podcasts, and I'll be okay with that. I can't. I can't. <laughs> can't have too much silence for too long. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm in the same boat. Right on. Okay, so um, ne- we met in February at the Canadian Podcasting Awards, and I. Th- I think I might have just walked over and introduced myself to you guys. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think what had happened is after the awards, because uh, you were the first one to win an award, and I, I will never forget it. At first, I was like, you went up and you gave a speech. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> and like right after you won the award, you came up to us and introduced yourself, and that's kind of when we had like the really good conversation. Um, but it was really funny because you were the first guy, and I don't think they were expecting anyone to give speeches, and you ended up giving a speech. I think I felt that way too. I didn't, I was like, okay, so my favorite band of all time is Oasis. And one of my favorite stories about Oasis is that they, they heard that this other band was going to get this tryout from like whatever, some record label. They actually bullied their way and told that band if they left the green room, they'd get their asses kicked. So the band stayed in the green room and Oasis took the stage and basically won a five, five album deal from this record label. And so I, I always heard, I always remember that story, me like, you got to take this opportunity at any point to get your album deal. So after they called the podcast name, I was like, fuck it, boys, let's go. <laughs> and we just, we just walked up there and they're like, oh, you're going to say something. I was like, uh, yes, I am. And so, yeah, so we just started, just started talking and I was, I was so pumped up. No. But. And it like, I don't want to like take away from the, the situation. Cause like you gave a really genuine speech about, uh, you know, your, your motto, passion over paycheck. And what you said really harkens to what I find about the best kind of, I don't want to call them like. Uh, amateur podcasters, but like the best amateur podcasters in my mind are the people that are just doing it because they either really enjoy doing it or they've built this community of people that they just love to interact with and they're not doing it for the possibility that maybe someday they'll make some money. Right. And I, and I feel like at the end of the day that that's going to shine, right? Like that's going to happen. And I, when I, when I got up there, I only knew one thing. I only knew, don't forget to think my wife like that's oh that's like it's like don't like so i think i thanked my wife first and foremost and then i went into like thanking people with the podcast but i kept saying to myself like don't forget to say it because and i didn't go with like any planner i obviously i didn't even think we were gonna win because i mean i i, I never thought our reach was was that much and the the, the guy i think we were up against had like five thousand instagram followers and i'm like oh i hope these are all bots please like <laughs> But and and I mean apparently this podcast is pretty popular, so I was shocked that we won. But I was um, I got up there and like just speak from the heart. Everyone everyone's gonna feel the vibe and just like just go with it. And I just opened my mouth and those are things that fell out. But I remember coming back there. I remember walking back and like you know like you know a handful of people saying hi and whatever. And then we got into this conversation where we're just chit chatting. And I th- I think I might have told you this or I might have said it on the, on one of the previous podcasts. But I was like. I told you, you look like kind of like Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I literally get that all the time. I yeah. I had a so for a long time I didn't want to agree with it because I thought I was more of a Justin Timberlake when I used to have like the the same haircut as him. And yeah. uh, at a Christmas event uh, with my cousin, I said we're gonna settle this once and for all. Put it on Facebook. Does he look more like Justin or more like Conan? And it was like ninety seven percent to three <laughs> percent Conan O'Brien. So I've I've just made my peace with it that I am a mini Conan O'Brien. Brian and I just take the best from that. Yeah. I mean, just go with it, right? Everyone loves Conan anyways. Is he as sexy as Justin Timberlake? 
that's a taste of the public. It doesn't matter. But who but has a podcast? Fact, Conan O'Brien has a podcast. There you go. Right? Who's married to Jessica? Oh, never mind. Okay, <laughs> Shoot. So, yeah, whatever. One, one for one. One for one. It's all good. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think uh, you and Jess, like when I met you guys, I was like, yep, I know. I already know I'm going to like these people because you guys, you guys spoke very genuine. And, and I remember you telling me, I'm like, what category are you in? And you're like, game. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a hard one. That's going to be a tough game. That's going to be a tough one to, to win. Yeah, and but. I'm sure you did this too. Well, I, I know you did because you just said you did. Uh, like, we in- immediately went and, like, listened to the other podcasts in the category because we didn't think it was going to happen, right? And we actually got so many votes uh, that we were put into the people's choice category because uh, I guess in the gaming category, like, not that many podcasts showed up or that not that many were nominated. That doesn't matter. But we came in thinking, like, we had a, a real shot. We were against another podcast that was part of... Of like a Quebec radio network and so okay. like I think when we went into it and we didn't win we were disappointed for maybe five to ten seconds to be like dang like that would have been really cool to win this but I think just being there at the Canadian Podcast Awards and like be- getting a seat at the table was incredibly cool I yeah I have to agree and uh, Tim and I actually talked about I met Tim that night as well and we've become very good buddies now and um and it's just to see, I think it's a community, right? Like these are other like-minded people. It's a, you're, like you're going to a concert and everyone knows the words, right? Everyone's singing Wonderwall. Everyone's having a good time. And I, I just feel like you, you, you meet the community. You're like, okay, I didn't win this award, which at the end of the day doesn't really mean anything. But I gained all these new people who are doing the same thing I'm doing, who I can bounce ideas off of or ask advice for. It's not going to like, it's not going to change it's not going to change anything. They're just going to give me their honest opinion. And I think that's super special. I think the, the ability to have entrance into this community means the world. So, and I, I've already, even with the people that we kind of mutually know because of that night, I've already reached out to them once or twice. Great feedback back. Even Mark. I mean, of course, Mark, who's done this, done this podcast. He actually, the interview we did with him actually kind of spawned this idea of pod life so yeah so mark like one of the pod fathers the canadian pod fathers yes. mark blevis if you want to listen to his show the podcast lounge i believe is the name of it um That's he it. he did a similar series where he's talking to the old guard and the new guard about how they got into podcasts it's, it's really cool I love it. Yeah. So, and that, and that's something we share as well too. We, um, I, I, I did one episode, you did one episode and I mean, I, I, I think I messaged you right away. I'm like, dude, just heard you on Mark's podcast. You fucking killed it. I could listen to an hour. You guys talking, it was just bouncing. Like the, the flow was so good. So high energy. I was like, yes, like I want a part two of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mark's a very good, uh, interviewer and he like pulled, and there was even more that kind of hit the cutting room floor. And, uh, I, and as a podcaster, you know, you can remember, you're like, okay, that made it, that made it, that made it, that didn't. But I think all in all, like the, the way it came together was, was really great. Oh, totally. I have to agree. If, if you guys want to listen to that, the podcast lounge, uh, do you remember what the title of yours was? Uh, no, but I think I was episode two, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, it's, yeah. it's a great series. We're both on it. So a little bit of bias there, but Mark's a good interviewer and kind of got some of the old guard and new guard from Canadian podcasting. So a great follow up once you've listened to all of pod life, of course, of course, obviously, obviously. All right. So I know you hinted at it before on, on Mark's podcast, but to kind of like just give it a little bit more light, is is the gaming lane the only lane you want to be in or are you expanding? Because I feel like you got a lot of 
a lot of tools in your arsenal that you can kind of shine light onto. Are you going to stick with gaming? Is there more in the more in the works? What's up? Yeah, so um, recently, and I, I think it's a, maybe a lane that you and I can explore a little bit later, but we just went down to one podcast a month for the Left Behind Game Club. Uh, we There's three core guys that do it, uh, myself, my friend Mike, and my friend Mo. And between me doing the MBA uh, and my friend Mike, who has a job that makes him, like, requires a lot of travel, uh, the show, because we actually play the game, the whole game. So we spend the 10-hour time playing the game, making the notes, and then spending, you know, two or three hours putting the show together. And it just became really tough to do in a two-week span for people that are doing it in their spare time. So now we're only doing it once a month. What that means is... At some point, when I'm finished my master's program very soon, I can start to explore, okay, with those extra hours, uh, is there something else that I can do, right? Or is or do we want to double down on this show again? What I'm, what I'm actually thinking is that there will be another show, and I am kicking, like, there are three really good ideas that I'm kicking around right now, and I just don't know what lane and with what partner because they're like podcasting is like marriage right you, you if you have a great partner you're gonna have a good time but if you pick the wrong partner it could lead to some pretty like pretty nasty stuff wow perfect analogy my man perfect we we've we've gone through that we've gone through those growing pains with, with the network right now and that is you nailed it. will you hit that analogy and my eyes lit up <laughs> excuse me Okay, so um, give me a little bit of like, give me some of the lows with the podcast. I mean, obviously, you just express one, just like uh, finding the time and making it work. But what, like, have you guys had any other downfall with the podcast? Yeah, like, I, I not to get into kind of our, our dirty laundry, there's not much. It's mostly just like, uh, different levels of commitment at different times, like with a, with something that's not a job, some like we're putting a lot of hours into this, just as I'm sure with your podcasts and your like pot other podcasts on your network is usually a labor of love, right? So you, totally. you try to put it ahead of other things, but at a certain point you have to sleep, you have to eat, you have a family, you have a wife or a significant other in some, you have a job or you have school. So Sometimes it could come first, but very rarely it can come first. So for us, it's a matter of like just uh, sometimes people drop off or some people for a little while, they're like, hey, for the next month, I'm traveling every week, so I can't do this. Uh, what's great about our show is we found a way to bring in like guests who uh, we have a really amazing like small network of guests that come on the show. I think we've come to a point where there's like six or seven people that every, you know, once a year or once every 18 months we can go to them and be like hey we think you'd be great on this game uh you should come and join us on this but i would say most of our issues are related to um one just like commitment and then two future direction right because we've been doing the show now for two years and there was a few periods where we had some some growth again we're not doing it for that but at a certain point like the ego side of you goes hey like i want growth and to be perfectly honest, for the last little while, like our growth is pretty flat. We have this great community of people that um, on Discord talk about games and are active on social media, but obviously we want to make it bigger. And right now we're just kind of struggling with that. So uh, how many platforms are you guys on? Uh, we're on essentially all of them. Right. I think that's the only way to do it, right? Like just just go across them all. Do you do you guys also do YouTube as well? So that's a that's a funny one because we we're doing YouTube. We're like strictly audio and and we're heavily edited too. 
So uh, we put our first 20 episodes on YouTube, uh, but honestly, we were seeing next to no viewership on YouTube. So actually, we were thinking about killing our YouTube channel. Right on. And now, does it make more sense for you to be on Twitch, or does that not help? You much? read, you read my mind. We, All you right, know, as as we were talking about, like maybe we're going down to one podcast a month, but maybe we can start doing weekly streams because you're playing the game anyway, right? So, totally, what if you yeah. just played the game and had a couple people in the chat where you were interacting with? So, one of the ideas that was in kind of the lanes I was talking about before, one of them was expanding the Left Behind Game Club with. Uh, you know, Twitch with a weekly Twitch show. Uh, but again, it's, it's a matter of trying to figure out what's next for us. We, we haven't fully decided. Just, just a quick gaming question for you. Um, with, with things like, like YouTube gaming and then Twitch and then possibly this Google Stadia platform, like, is there room for all those out there or, do, or does one have to uh, die off or do they have to merge? Like, what, what, like, let me pick your brain on that because as, as like, as an age gamer myself, I mean, like I'm talking Genesis, Sega Genesis and like maybe play, PlayStation, I was a PlayStation three. And then after that, I kind of, my thumbs died off, but <laughs> like what, what will, what, what do you forecast to see in the future of gaming right now? Or like the foreseeable future? Oh my God. So if you're, so I think that's like a, that's a two prong question, right? The future of of gaming, not like the game is streaming. Gaming is a lot of it's going to happen in the next, I would say, 24 months, right? The the box is becoming less important as the service that's built around the box. So you have Xbox who's doubling down on like their Xbox Game Pass, which is essentially as close as you can get to Netflix for gaming without streaming the game itself. Um, Sony's like not really playing the game as well as they should. In my opinion, uh, Nintendo has, is playing their own game entirely. And then you have big like companies that are coming in like Google that want a piece of the pie and are going to spend, spend, spend to get there. So that's kind of what's happening on the gaming side on the game streaming side. That's also an incredibly interesting space because you've heard of Twitch. You've heard of YouTube gaming. YouTube gaming is actually no longer a thing. They folded in YouTube gaming with just regular old YouTube, but there's mixer, which is owned by Microsoft, which is intimately tied into the Xbox. And then beyond that, Facebook, is actually making huge investments into personalities and into like the convention space, the event space to get a foothold in gaming. So in the next 24 to 36 months, it is going to be an incredibly interesting, um, like uh, the landscape is really going to shift. And as a consumer, I'm really excited to see it happen. That sounds awesome. That sounds so cool. And I I just need a good excuse because I've been trying to find a good excuse to buy a Nintendo Switch for like uh, I don't know six months now and if they can only figure out sports games I'd be in there I'd have one of those motherfuckers with me all the time <laughs> well just to give you the the, sh- the long and short on the switch they're coming out with a switch light I don't know if you saw it no I did not so the switch light and and this is all I will say about gaming and then I'm done about gaming <laughs> the switch light is like their their attempt at get going after the the mass market game boy market again so it's going to be in the U.S. It's one ninety nine. Assume it's going to be two forty nine in Canada, and it is a uh, device that you won't be able to plug into your TV, but it gives you almost everything that the Switch does. So it's going for that mass market price, and a mm. lot of people that have Switches might go for a second one, and then people like yourself and people like my girlfriend Jess, who like to play the occasional game, loves Stardew Valley, uh, they will be able to buy that because it's more accessible to the to every to the main uh, to like the mass market. So again, another interesting shift that's coming 
I'll spend the cheddar. Just give me a sports game. <laughs> you know, like I think they only have like two K. Like they have basketball, and I think they have FIFA, and that's it. And so, like, I, I, I give me a couple sports games, and I'm set. I don't even need. I don't even need too much, but yeah. Okay. Anyways, enough about gaming. This isn't gaming life. Pod life. <laughs> back to the pod. All right. So, it. So, with the different avenues of of podcasting, like I guess the genres you can say, is there any genre you feel like you would adapt really well into? I mean, obviously gaming seems to be like the pride and joy, but would you ever do anything with any of your other passions? So I have a second podcast that I did. It was like a limited series that I did. It was called uh, No Coaster Needed. And essentially it was just an interview series that I did with local, um, with entrepreneurs that either were living in Windsor, Ontario, or had a tie to Windsor, Ontario. So I did seven of those. And I learned a lot producing that show just about how to interview, um, how to research, but also how to like cut because I would do these like hour long chats and then cut the show down to like 35 minutes essentially. So learning Mm -hmm. how to edit and how to get the best stuff. Uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of avenues that I could potentially explore if I was to do uh, another podcast gaming. I think there's a real gap in the, the business side of gaming, uh, like on the podcasting of, of the business side of games. Uh, I know, I know I just spent like five minutes talking your ear off about, uh, kind of, a kind of a, I don't want to say like an MBA level, but like kind of the business side of gaming, there's a gap there. Uh, but also like there's a lot of cool, uh, interview shows. Uh, there are pop culture shows. The idea that Jess and I are having is kind of around a, a watch along that we're, we're talking about doing. So a lot of different avenues that I could go down. It's just a matter of time. Like I'm all about, and I'm sure you're the same. It's all about putting out a quality product and then kind of building a community around it. So I'd rather, instead of throwing five ideas out there, I'd rather like shoot my shot and get like a, like a really good idea out there, um, as my next show. I like that. I I feel like that's a big trend in podcasting right now too, is a watch along podcast. I, I think, uh, episodically people enjoy, something that they they remember fondly and then going back and then rewatching it with new or i mean like older eyes and then be like oh this is this and and they can kind of do like a running guy i see a lot of that with the office right now like i see a lot of those watch alongs um with seinfeld as well too and doing doing um episodic podcasts about those episodes and uh and, and reliving that nostalgia of those shows and uh i i don't i like i like that idea i think that's like another trendy podcast thing to do but I always wonder too, is like, I mean, how competitive can that market be? I mean, how many opinions are going to really differ between those? But I mean, you and I are, are big wrestling fans and there's like, there's wrestling podcasts. There's probably more wrestling podcasts than any other type of sport or entertainment. And I think that if there's a market like that for that, then I guess there's a market for watch alongs. Yeah. Too. The wrestling market is very saturated. Me and my friend actually tried to do a wrestling podcast on YouTube for, about 10 episodes and it just like i'm not i'm not saying like i'm not trying to talk smack it wasn't very good uh (laughs) and it's a saturated market even the market that we're like we're gonna watch along with a specific show if we do it and even that show has 10 watch along podcasts that are already out there for that specific show so uh, i think uh, as far as research goes and as far as like planning for your podcast look for and you probably know this look for your twist on it right there are a thousand gaming podcasts. There are a thousand podcasts that are about like just having a conversation with my buds. Right. But you you have to find the, the twist, right. The, the thing that separates you from the crowd. And I think that you found it in like going after a specific, like 
age demographic. And then, you know, we found it by not being a current gaming podcast, being like a, a well-edited book club podcast. So if you're going to start a podcast, just think about how, you know, you don't want to be just like a conversation cast. You want to be like something that is different. How, how do you visualize um, celebrities getting into podcasting versus, let's say, uh, amateurs like her. I, I I hate to use the word amateurs for us because we've been doing it for a couple of years now, but maybe lesser known personalities. Like, I mean, it's not a fair comparison. You know, like you look at the iHeartRadio podcast awards and I don't think, I don't think they're not for 30 podcasts getting nominated anytime soon for that. <laughs> so, you know, how, like, how, it's, it's an unfair comparison. It's major leagues versus my, you know, it's, it's millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars versus maybe a hundred bucks in budgets and all that stuff. So where, how do you kind of see that landscape? How, how, do, how does it appeal to you? Uh, so what I really like is when uh, podcasters, even celebrities, get into it for uh, kind of the, the love of the art or they, they don't go into it because somebody offers them a million-dollar you know, brand deal to do it, right? So I listen to some podcasts with celebrity hosts. Uh, I just discovered uh, Dak Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert. Yes, Armchair, Armchair Expert, And, yeah. like, he, you could tell that he genuinely likes doing the show, and that is something, it's something that energizes him. We're not to talk smack about other celebrities that just do it for the paycheck, but there are some that you can tell. You listen to one episode, and you're like, okay, I understand that you're just doing this because someone has a product to promote or a movie to promote, and you're just here to to kind of... Uh, facilitate or open up your audience to them to promote their thing. Right. Nothing yeah. wrong with that, but just personally, that's not something that I want to engage with as a listener. You know, I agree. And it's kind of like that, that old late night television motto, right? Where, you know, uh, let's say the, the dying days of David Letterman on late night where he was kind of just going through the motions. Everything was kind of the same, you know, insert celebrity A and then insert celebrity B. And it just felt very formulaic. I, I feel like some of those can be like that where they're like, oh, you, like exactly what you said, like just just cashing in on it. Where I believe guys like us, we're really fueled by the passion of like, this is something I really want to do. This is something I feel like I'm good at or good enough at. I feel like my friends who are listening to this are probably going to have a laugh at this point right now. And... <laughs> If, if, if I can get like maybe two or three ears, I guess, let me rephrase, I get four or six <laughs> sets of ears on this, I'm going to feel much better about the scenario. Um, and where these guys are kind of just doing like, this is, this is going to buy my house in the Hamptons and I'm just going to do this podcast thing, whatever it is, for like two years, a two-year contract, and then I'm going to get out. Or I'm going to just do this whenever I can and not really, not really love it, like I believe we love it, and that's why this community is is like we're all drawn together by this giant big passion uh, anchor or something. You know, like we're just kind of we're doing it because we love the wild west of podcasting, and where I think some of those bigger guys are much more likely to be like, oh, I'm gonna have uh, Sapa mattresses. Um, uh, do this and Fleshlight's gonna sponsor me here and whatever uh, Sherry's Berries are gonna sponsor me here and I, you know I'm gonna make five grand an episode and I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna live my best life that way don't get me wrong Sherry Berries if you wanna support the Not After 30 podcast <laughs> with Left Behind Game yeah, please like, do I wanna but, draw the line that like 
selling, I don't believe in selling out. Like if someone, if someone's art is valuable enough where brands want to throw them money, like take, get that money, like t- get that money. But it's a matter of just starting it. I, I, kind of I'm on the reddits related to podcasting. So I'm on the slash podcasts, reddit, and I'm kind of every once in a while, I just like to go through. And if someone has a question that it's like a genuine question, we're like, Hey, what's your setup? Like what's your room? Like, do you have any tips on interviews? Like sometimes I chime in, but recently there was someone who was, he hadn't even started the show yet. He had never done a podcast before and he had just asked, Hey, I wonder like what kind of CPMs can I expect when I, you know, start to really get an audience after four or five episodes? Like, should I expect like $17 a CPM? Should I expect 25? (laughs) And I'm just like, I think my comment was if you're in it for this, you will not be successful period. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, and, and that's coming from the heart. That's not even being a dick, right? That's coming. That's coming from the heart. That and the the bottom line is, you'll know when you get there. You're not gonna know going in blind. You're not gonna go like episode zero. You're you're not gonna know at that point. You're gonna know when you're whatever fifty episodes in. And you're like, listen, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this, my dollar's got to be like whatever eight bucks, two dollars, whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I love that. I, my favorite thing is when I deal with a client on day and day, and I try my hardest not to say that I, I run a podcast, but it does come out, or someone else will bring it up, and um, and they'll be like, oh, podcasting. Like, do you make any money from that? Like, <laughs> well, do you count pieces my peace of mind valuable because I do, and sometimes like I just get a good peace of mind, and I'm I'm feeling pretty pretty sufficient about that mind you it doesn't pay the hydro bill but that aside <laughs> yeah I, I think i'm just gonna read exactly what i wrote because i was actually like i was like i wonder what i wrote and it was if you are principally motivated by money before you start your podcast you should probably reevaluate whether or not you should start a podcast oh buddy I, I, it was a little bit savage but like i'm a firm believer in like you do it for the passion first. You do it because you want to share your love of something with the world or you want to build a community of people or you just want to like hang out with your friends and do it. Uh, but if you're doing it for money, I, I just, yeah, it's, it's rough. It's tough. Yeah. 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 Especially at the gra- grassroots level, you're going in there with some celebrity, you'll be fine, but you're going grassroots. Yeah. You, you're going to have to eat a bag of shit for a little while before you before you start seeing any money. But yeah, and, you know, it, it doesn't even phase me anymore. It, all my whole setup I don't know, mate, let's say um, I was lucky because good friend of the show slash sponsor of the show um, bought bought some of our equipment for us and um, Superior, Finch, um, <laughs> Superior Finch Painting Company, uh, good friends of the show and supporters since day one, they bought some of our equipment for us. I, I flipped the bill for the rest. So let's say maybe a couple hundred bucks. And that was three years ago and I, I haven't needed to upgrade anything yet. So I feel pretty good about that. And and that makes me happy. Like that makes me happy. And this small little project, this small little hobby, you know, I'm I'm happy with all those things. That makes me happy. And you can't buy happiness. So I feel pretty good about all those things. Yeah, we're kind of in the same boat where we spent. That is my cat in the background. You learn a lot about oh podcasting, especially how <laughs> mouthy your cat is. Let me just yeah. grab her for a second. Yeah, I hear if you shake them, you'll be okay. <laughs> Anyway, I think I think at one point I'll, I'll grab her. But um, I was kind of in the same boat as you. Like we we started with equipment. I bought the board used. Uh, we bought like the cheapest mics you could find, 
And right uh, like I have um, like the editing software because I like was doing some editing on the side and doing some video stuff and doing some like design work too. So I already had the, the software. So we just kind of spent maybe 200 bucks and just started and learned a lot about like the technical aspects, like don't do it in, echo- in an echoey room, like make sure you have a backup, like that kind of stuff. Uh, but like you right. said, it, it started very grassroots and now we're just getting to me wanting to kind of upgrade our mics to something better. But we started with, I don't want to say we started from the bottom, but we started from the bottom. Now we're here. I just moved my hand up a little Ooh. bit. I just moved my hand up a little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Jacob, thank you so much for your time today. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you one last question. Take a second if you need to kind of breathe it in, but this is how I'm ending all these podcasts. Everybody's getting this, not everybody's getting the same questions throughout, but everybody's finishing the podcast with this question. We didn't get to talk about wrestling. What gives? (laughs) Dude, we're going to have to save it for another, we're going to have to, are you going to SummerSlam? Do we already have this conversation? We did not. I was going to, but I'm not happy with the product right now, so I'm not. Yes, I agree. (laughs) I'm trying to bootleg my ticket right now, actually. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm, I'm ending all these podcasts with this one question. Take a second if you want to collect your thoughts. Here goes. What does being a podcaster really mean to you? That's a good question. Let me, let me take a second and think about it. Please do, yeah. Listener, just hang in there. Okay. Um... Okay, so I, I think I've got it. So I think that podcasting for me is is three things. The first thing is camaraderie. So I, I know you have co-hosts. I have co-hosts. Without them, I would never have a show. I have tried many different times to start many different projects, either on YouTube or in audio form, and I found that I would start it, And I would eventually either burn out or I would go, okay, this isn't for me anymore. And so these guys keep me, uh, they keep me humble and they keep me moving forward and producing content and getting better. Uh, Podcasting for me is community. Uh, I've met a lot of amazing people, both in the gaming space and then kind of in the Canadian podcasting space, yourself included, uh, that have pushed me to improve and to continue to make content. I know that for the Left Behind Game Club, if you go to leftbehindgame.club, unnecessary plug, but I did it. uh, We have a Discord channel where we have 50 people in there that are talking about games. Some people are lurking, but others are like genuinely like talking about the games they're playing. They're talking about the games that we're talking about on the show and then just talking about other stuff. And then the third thing is fun. Uh, I have a lot of fun podcasting. There's a lot of work that goes into it, but uh, I'm really happy with... Uh, there's my cat. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll take that over. I'm holding her now, so this shouldn't be a problem. Um, okay, good. <laughs> pod- sorry, I'm sorry. Podcasting is about fun. Uh, we have a lot of fun making the show, and um, I think that... I could have chosen to done to have done a lot of other things with those hours, uh, but looking back, uh, it was just such an such a fun and unforgettable experience to kind of make something yourself. Like it's like taking clay and molding it into something entirely new yourself. Uh, it's it's something that I that I won't soon forget. So community, camaraderie, and fun—that's podcasting for me. 
Oh, beautiful, buddy. All right. So go ahead. Do you, if you have any more plugs, go for it. And then we're going to tie this sucker off. And, it, uh, man, it, 50 minutes flew by. Uh, so you can find our show at leftbehindgame.club. Like I said at the top, it is a book club for video games. Uh, we have played video games big and small, uh, old and new. Uh, we try to play games that are kind of 18 months and older so that you don't have to spend a lot of money to kind of join us. Uh, but that's the show. Like I said, you can find it at leftbehindgame.club. You can find us on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub and on Twitter at leftbehindclub. Right on. And your Instagram, you want to plug your Instagram? Because your Instagram is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can find me at Jacob McCourt on every major social media platform. If you want to tell me that I am wrong about the Canadian podcasting space, I am totally up for debate uh, on Twitter. Uh, But yeah, that's where you can find me online. Or if you want to weigh in on the debate of more Justin Timberlake or more Conan O'Brien, you can do that too. Yeah, you can do that too. I won't won't like to hear it, but I will will hear it. Uh, just take it in it's gonna be fine (laughs) it's gonna be okay uh all right Uh, thank you so much for having me on uh it was a it was a fun it was a fun 50 minutes it was a pleasure yeah well thank you bro thank you for doing it and um you know good luck with everything ahead good luck with with the nba finishing up the nba and good luck with the podcast of course tell just i said hello and now that you're 30 how are you feeling feeling any different uh, I, I do feel different. My, I started working out again and let me tell you that my, my muscles and my bones don't seem to recover as quickly as I used to. Welcome to, welcome to your thirties, my man. Oh boy. It's, it's going to get better from here, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. You're, you're going to be fine. All right. For Jacob McCorp, I'm Anthony El Jefe. This is an After 30 podcast. As always, thank you for downloading, tuning in and checking us out. We gone.